Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing through the book of Titus. As a matter of fact, I think this will probably be our last episode in Titus. It's a very short letter, three chapters. And uh, Paul's been giving instructions to Titus. And so if you haven't uh, uh, caught up with the other episodes, back up a little bit, catch them, and you'll sort of see what the context is. We're at the third chapter now, beginning with verse 12. And he's giving basically closing instructions to Titus, you know, uh, some of them just uh, logistical type of things. So let's just read it and see what he says. Verse 12, Titus 3. When I send Artemis or Tychicus to you, make every effort to come to me in Nicopolis, for I've decided to spend the winter there. So Paul is telling Titus, hey, I'm sending, I want to send somebody there uh, to sort of take your place and when they get there, make every effort to come and stay with me at Nicopolis because he said, I'm going to spend the winter there. You know, we really don't think that way much <laughs> in our society, you know, that I'm going to spend the winter over here. I'm going to spend the spring over there. And there are people that do that. Uh, we lived in South Florida for some 14 years. And so uh, the snowbirds would come down right around uh, Thanksgiving time, the state of Mother's Day. And most of them were from Canada. But then I encountered a group called the Dry Leafers. And uh, I didn't know about them, but dry leafers are people who uh, live up in the mountains of the Carolinas in those areas. <clears throat> and when the leaves turn dry, then they head down to Boca Raton, Florida, spend two or three months there over the winter because it's warmer down there. Then they come back. <clears throat> so, you know, there's people that do that. <clears throat> With Paul, it's just that he was letting Titus know, hey, this is where I'm going to be for this period of time. So you try to come and uh, hang out with me, okay? Verse 13. Diligently help Zenos, the lawyer, and Apollos on their way so that nothing is lacking for them. So there was some expectation of Paul that these folks would be passing through. And he was just giving Titus a heads up about it. He says, you know, really help them. And he, he just doesn't say help them. He says, diligently help them. <clears throat> diligently help them. So it's Zenos and Apollos. And make sure that they lack for nothing. Okay, he said, I don't want them to lack for anything. So take care of them. Verse 14, our people, and these, this verse right here is really important. Our people must also learn to engage in good deeds, to meet pressing needs so that they will not be unfruitful. And then the last verse is, all who are with me greet you. Greet those who love us in the faith. Grace be with you all. And so as Paul often did, he closed by speaking grace, speaking peace, speaking love upon the folks that were there that he was writing to, and then sending uh, reciprocal greetings back and forth between the ones that were with him, uh, uh, saying, hey, we love y'all too. Now, back to verse 14 real quick. And this is really important for us today, I think. Our people must also learn to engage in good deeds. It is very, very important that people engage in good deeds. <clears throat> now, good deeds, not for the sake of doing a good deed, okay? Not for the sake of attaining to salvation or anything like that. And a lot of people live that way. And they'll actually say things like, well, you know, I've, I've never done anything too bad. I do a lot of good stuff, so I'm all right with God. <clears throat> well, if you know anything about the faith, you know that's not the, the way that salvation comes about. But then you have a sad other side of that, okay? where people who are believers, and they truly are, and they say, well, I don't have to do anything because, you know, I'm saved, and if God wants somebody to be saved, he'll uh, do the same thing to them he did to me, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And they just go on and on with all these lame excuses for not doing good deeds. 
And so he's telling us right here, he says, our people must learn to engage in these good deeds. Now, of course, the question comes up, you know, what's a good deed? Well, the scripture has just got all sorts of examples and directions and instructions and commandments as to good deeds. And it can be something as simple as a cup of cold water, you know, providing uh, food and clothing, shelter for folks. But it's also other things of living holy, a holy life, living a godly life, okay? He says you need to engage in these good deeds. And then he gives us a little insight into it, folks, to meet pressing needs, to meet pressing needs so that they will not be unfruitful. See, we are to engage in good deeds to meet pressing needs, not pressing greeds, okay? And there is a distinction with that. So what's a pressing need? What pressing need is, are you hungry? Are you clothed? Are you warm? Do you have shelter? Now, are there other pressing needs? Well, yeah. Sometimes we get ourselves in situations and circumstances in life, no doubt, okay? And we need to help one another if we can help one another. But all too often, what people think are pressing needs are really just pressing greeds. You know, the house isn't big enough. The car isn't nice enough. The clothing isn't nice enough. The salary isn't big enough. I mean, some of that stuff, folks, when you get down to church leadership, I give you nightmare stories over it, okay? Uh, I know of one situation where God was just blessing and blessing, and I've mentioned this before, I think, and uh, they had to expand to... uh, uh, a third service. And when they did that, you know, the preacher immediately comes back and says, well, I'm having to work. I'm a lot harder now. I'm having to preach that third time. I need a lot more money for this. Boy, you got to be real careful right there. Okay? You got to be real careful, that kind of stuff. Okay. We are to meet the pressing needs. Now, let me tell you what the church does. The church will flip-flop on that thing. They'll come back and say, well, oh, you know, you're supposed to be able to live by faith anyway, and we don't really have to pay you anything. Well, no, the Scripture is really clear about that. You know, you're to take care of those, particularly those who work hard at studying the Word of God and presenting the Word of God and preaching the Word of God, okay? And sometimes the question is asked, well, what do you do with those that don't work hard at it? Well, I'll tell you what, I think there's some things right there, you know. You're not as responsible meeting their pressing need, perhaps, because they're not working hard. They're being slothful. They're being lazy. But there's some uh, interesting things right there related to the entire body. It's just not those that are vocationally employed by the body. It's that we're to engage in good works to help meet the needs. Uh, I know a family right now that's, uh, I saw, heard this yesterday. They are housing another family who lost their home in a fire. Okay? They lost their home in a fire. And they are putting them up. Now, it's going to be for a short period of time, I think. I think they've already found somewhere else, and that's great, and that's wonderful. But they're there to meet the needs, to provide somewhere to live, to provide food, to provide support and love, okay? Because these are friends. What do you do when your friend's house burns down? That's a pressing need, you know? What do you do? Uh, I know somebody else right now, this very moment, this couple, this wonderful couple, and they have, I don't know if it's a friend or a family member, that does a thing, they uh, decorate houses for Christmas. You know, they've got a clientele that they do every year like that. Well, this individual is ill this year, is sick, and is unable to do it. And his friends are stepping in and are going out, and they're not charging, they're not being paid or anything like that. They're doing the work while their friend is recuperating from his very serious illness, and he's still getting paid for what he'd agreed to do. Well, that's what this is talking about, folks. Isn't that great when people do that? Our people must learn to engage in good deeds, to meet these pressing 
knees like this, so that they will not be unfruitful. Well, what's that last little thought there? Will not be unfruitful. Well, I think it's unfruitful for the kingdom. It's unfruitful for what God's wanting to do uh, within his body, within his church. Too often we allow these things to get in the way of what he's wanting to do, and it quenches the spirit, folks. Okay, it quenches the spirit and it causes a dissension, an argumentative spirit, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, all that kind of good stuff. Okay, it gets in the way of fruitfulness. So, our time's up, but remember this we must learn to engage in good deeds to meet the pressing needs so that we will not be unfruitful. Uh, Titus, a great, great, great book for us today. I tell you what, before you recline upon your night bed this evening, uh, go back and read the entire book. Okay, it's three chapters long. Take you probably about 14 minutes to read it and just be reminded of what the Lord is calling us to do. Again, I'm Dale, and I thank you so much for your time. I'll see you next time. Goodbye.